Hi everybody, this is Dot Live Show. This is Shreya Emerald back on the show this Hello. week. How are you all? How how have you been, Shreya? Shreya? I have been fantastic. Uh, my favorite people came to visit this weekend. So I showed them all around Pittsburgh and everybody was like, Pittsburgh's lame. And that's when I realized <laughs> that everybody shared the same sentiment that nobody in the world wants to live in Pittsburgh. So that's how my weekend was. How was yours? Mine. So we having a storm and so I've been casting in in the storm and nothing. I've been I've been actually watching some new shows that are, that we're going to review next week. And of course, been working on our NFT platform. That's Woo! what we've been doing. And we can we can talk a lot about it in the next shows, of course, because we want our viewers in our, our, and our audiences in on our NFT deals. So we will, of course, talk about that later. But for now, today, we're going to do, we have what, a show and two movies? Two movies. <laughs> Love it. Let's get into what we're watching, Meral. What so, is it? Today, we are going to review uh, Sardar Udham Singh. So that's the first one. Then we're going to also review Lawyer Vishwanath, which slid into Prime. And then we're going to review Tabar, which is on Sony Live. So you're going to get started with Sardar Udham Singh? Yeah, take it away. Shreya, did you watch it? I did not. So this one's all you, Meral. All totally me. Well, I have to tell you something about Siddhar Udham Singh. It is uh, it's a story of a revolutionary, and it is uh, that you you'll read a lot of reviews about it about it this being long, this being stressed, this being whatever. But if you look at this entire movie from a from a filmmaker's point of view, it is a, it is a brilliant movie to be made. Um, it. It actually touches upon this entire, of course, it's story of this real guy called Udham Singh, who was, who's, who actually uh, killed General Dwyer. He went to England to kill him because in his head, the, the entire Jallianwala Bagh incident where a thousand people were killed uh, by the British in, in Punjab, um, it's stuck in his head. So he takes 21 years to suffer through that agony in his head. And then he goes down and shoots Michael O'Dwyer, who was the governor of Punjab, who had ordered uh, General Dyer to punish the peaceful protesters um, in a public event. So um, when when you when you actually go through the entire story, there are parts that are slow and drawn out, but it's a buildup. And Shujit Sarkar, who is the director of the movie, his last movie I watched was uh, the Amitabh Bachchan movie. Um, it, again, a brilliant portrayal of a revolutionary, his psyche. And he actually takes up the entire idea of dissent. Because a lot of people, a lot of people who want dissent now will take this to be, dissent to be a, a it's it, it's it's a it's a phenomena, right? It's it's also just an idea because you don't know how it, how actually uh, dissent works. And in 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 repressive hands, this entire idea of dissent, you can you can be a freedom fighter for some people, and you can be a murderer for others. Mm -hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. So he has literally brilliantly showed the line of this entire conundrum. Um, uh, I remember in India, there used to be the series called Kahange Volok on Doordarshan, which is a state-led television. And it would tell you about freedom fighters when we were growing up. It was, it was, um, it was, uh, you know, it told you stories of these freedom fighters and it, it would question you in terms of, well, this was their dedication to as a country. Where are these people now? Who are these patriots? Was the whole uh, sense. And when you, when I watched this movie, I was, I was literally taken back to that entire question. Where are these patriots? Where are the people that would, that would, lay their lives down for the country like this. Um, but of course, uh, here uh, he was sentenced to death, and, but his entire trial uh, raised really important questions about the distinction between a revolutionary and a terrorist, um, if murder was really a tool for protest. And um, and it really, his entire trial exposed what the empire had done to India, to the rest of the world, because it's such a public, uh, pu public trial. Mm -hmm. So... Um, this is contentious at 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 parts. This is long drawn out at parts. But oh my god, the director doesn't look at the past through tinted glasses, and he doesn't have unqualified de devotion towards the entire idea of freedom fights. But he doesn't make a show out of it. He digs into the meaning of this revolutionary's actions. Um, so, you know, he, he actually, the revolutionary Udham Singh takes the name of Ram Muhammad Singh Azad. And that was a name he gave himself for the trial. And that statement in itself kind of was a, was a statement against the divide and rule policy of the British. And, and, and just the conversations between Udham Singh and his British investigative officer and the superior, it is beautiful space it is the dialogues are are pretty they're so well defined ritesh shah has written amazing dialogues and you know they're not monologues in anything like mm -hmm. this you'd expect monologues upon monologues and these are not monologues these are very realistic they're youthful to those times they're with the time you know you feel as if you walked into a period movie you feel like you were watching the crown or you're watching that kind of a production wow. because this guy's idealistic and romantic all at the same time the romanticism is not that there are women around the romanticism is just the idealism of this guy and Vicky Kaushal. Oh my God. I really, I watched this movie and I just wanted to somehow hug the guy because what an actor. What an actor. And I just don't have anything else to say about this movie. I think this is a compulsory watch given the situation that the entire world is in right now. This movie is is a lesson it will teach you the difference between a revolutionary and a terrorist and the use of murder as a tool of protest and honestly uh, it's so beautifully directed the actor is the main actor Rebecca Koshal is so phenomenal that I don't know what to say I tears in my eyes oh well that's exactly what we love to hear we are ending it off with a 10 out of 10 recommendation everybody Loved 100%. it. If you really understand the movie, you understand the way the director's gone into the essence of the story and what he's tried to come out with. 
the cinematography, the screenplay, the background score, it is so beautiful. I mean, when he's in Punjab, him coming out of fogs in the in the in the in the uh, in the fields. It's just so beautifully put together. There's this entire sequence when he's crossing over to England via, via Russia. I mean, so beautifully put together. Every frame is art. Every frame of this movie is art. This movie, hands down, must watch. This should become possible. We love it. We love it. We love it. Hi, I'm Sujata Day, and I'm the writer, actor, producer, director of Definition Please, and you're listening to me on Daisies.Live. Daisies.Live show, Shri and Mirab back with you, and we are back with another review. We just reviewed Sardar Udham Singh, which we feel is a masterpiece. Not a lot of people will understand the movie, but... It is a beautiful movie. Sardar Udham Singh is not really about the feeling of patriotism. It is about that patriot. It's about his life. It's about his uh, his fight. His, it's, it's about not many movies are made that can condense the complexities of a character so beautifully. So if you haven't watched Sardar Udham Singh, it is streaming on Prime. It must. Going on from here, um, Shreya, we're going to review Lawyer Vishwanath. I bet you watched it. I sure did. So Lawyer Vishwanath is actually a Telugu movie. I'm a, from a Telugu background for anyone who doesn't know. I was born and raised in Hyderabad until I was five years old. So my Telugu side is very much intact. And I absolutely love watching movies with my family. So I was super intrigued by Lawyer Vishwanath, which was a remake of an original 1978 movie, which I think I also had the pleasure of watching when I was a kid. And this story pretty much picks up on that story for anyone who's watched. It's like a modernization of that same chronicle where there's this incredible lawyer, Lawyer Vishwanath. In this case, he's played by Ali Basha, who's incredible range like that actor does everything from comedy to horror to drama like he is one of the most versatile actors in Telugu cinema if you ask me and he takes up the royal sorry the role of this lawyer who is incredible in the justice system like he's a prosecutor you know he has this incredible loving wife Kamala and he has the daughter Akshara she's eight years old one day he they're out like celebrating her birthday and something her horrendous happens there's this industrialist who is like this big hot shot you know he's got his foot in like pretty much every industry so anything from cement all the way to like food products you know this man's company owns he has a son who gets involved in a case that happens to be around rape and murder of a very innocent bystander. Of course, this man is fully, you know, his grasp on reality and like his values and beliefs are so strong that he thinks regardless of how they try to bribe him out of making the case against the son, he's like, nope, I stick to my values and my beliefs and I believe in the full justice of the court system. I'm going to prosecute this man to the fullest extent of the law, which means life in prison. That ends up happening, this industrialist, so mad at this point he's like i'm rich i'm famous i have everybody backing me people usually do what i'm gonna say so why aren't you turns out he got a lot of his riches and his wealth and fame by being an underground black market don so yeah, i mean clearly he's not accumulating all of his wealth on his own with his own like you know hard work he's doing it underground takes it upon himself to use his underground connections to get this lawyer 
into a um, case. Like he gets him stuck in the middle of a bribery case. And then uh, law the lawyer wish not ends up being in prison for it, you know, because like the system is rigged, his lawyer, he cannot of course, like protect himself. He gets a lawyer that is set up by this industrialist and like the whole courtroom is basically set up against him with like false papers, false allegations, false witnesses, everything. And he goes into short-term imprisonment, comes out and he has this full reassessment of his life where he's like, do I take this man down or do I just let it go because I don't stoop to his level? Like I believe in my ability in the law. I did what was right. And if this is like the road he chooses, should it be the road I chose? He ends up taking that route. He ends up being like, you know what, we're going to fight fire with fire. But he decides that he's going to take the proper approach to do that. So he brings all of this industrialist above ground paperwork and businesses and actions into question. So he's like, you own this business, right? So in this year, you paid this many taxes. Like that doesn't sound right to me, does it to the jury? And he basically brings him down using the extent of the justice system, but only to like his proper beliefs. He's like, you know what, I'm going to Put him where he deserves to be at the end of the whole you know court scene it's like a really powerful intense court scene um movie and by the end of it of course like the son ends up going to jail the industrialist ends up going to jail and everybody's like happy-go-lucky but he sticks to his values and his beliefs like all the way through and i guess like the justice system does eventually prevail so i thought it was a fantastic movie i think it was like remade for a reason because it was such a big hit then ali basha did it 1000 justice this time around too i thought the story was so well developed for the fact that it was made years later like it was a modernized story attacking still like an age-old issue how representative it is of the justice system being perfect in india I question that very much and not even close. I don't think, I don't even think it's like this amount close to what it really is in real life. But for the sake of the movie, it was so well done. Props to the director, props to the story writer, props to the actors, like props to everyone. Honestly, like an eight out of 10 movie, I definitely recommend. How's it going? My name is Rushi Kota. Uh, you are watching me on Daisy's dot live. This is Shreya Miral, and we're back again um, with your daily news updates and Bollywood reviews. And in that entire process, we just reviewed Lawyer Vishwanath, which Shreya watched, and she liked it, and she thought it was, it was a very well done movie. And moving on, we're going to review the show that dropped on Sony Live. It is called Dabar. Um, I don't know what the Punjabi meaning of Tabar is, but this story is literally, if I were to tell you in one sentence what the story is about, it's about the fact that when you're protecting your family, morality does not matter. That's what the movie's all, that's what the entire show is all about. Uh, again, it's a Sony show, it is available on Sony Live, the streaming platform, and if you do remember, every Every piece of content that Sony Live has bought has been phenomenal, and this is yet another phenomenally done story. Um, the actors, the main actors are, of course, Pavan Malhotra, who's been a longtime veteran in the industry. This is his digital debut, and with him is Supriya Patek, who's, of course, had many uh, such shows and movies to her credit she's she's a phenomenal actress now Pavan Malodra has carved a niche for himself uh, he's been a supporting actor in the business for the longest time 
Finally, with the show, he gets an amazingly meaty role. As Sardar Umkar Singh, he's an experienced retired police officer. He knows the system. He understands the system. He has spent a better part of his life navigating the system. Um, and, and basically, he's the guy, since he understands the system, he understands uh, the entire processes. When, when his family is in trouble, he becomes the only sane person who basically steers his family out of the crisis. And the crisis is this. There is a mistaken luggage that his son, so he's got two sons, by the way. His son, his, uh, his son, the elder son, who's, a, who's just, you know, he, he's just a wayward guy. He picks up somebody else's luggage and brings it home. The other guy picks his luggage and he tracks this kid and comes to their home. And while they are exchanging the luggage, a packet is misplaced. And Omkar's younger son, who actually mistakes the packet to be an iPhone case, is actually not an iPhone case. And the guy whose luggage was um, mistakenly exchanged with their luggage. He happens to be the younger brother of a very, uh, very influential politician and a businessman who's played by Ranveer Shoray. And then this entire drama starts. This is this happens right in the first episode. So they really don't let you breathe. All this drama, all of it in the first episode just starts off the show with a big bang. Because what happens is that while this guy comes back to attack these two two guys, he picks he he opens he opens his uh, he tries to open a gun uh, gunfire towards the kids. They they attack him and he ends up the the politician's brother ends up being killed. So then is this entire process of hiding the body, making sure nobody knows what's happened, making sure you know. Um, nobody, no, nobody knows what really transpired there. How the how the body is later found. How the postmortem leads to these people. How they escape with you know they they try to convince people that wasn't them and something else happened. How they plant stories to lead the investigation astray. So all of these things happen in this show, set in the backdrop of Punjab. Of course, you would think that it. Because it's set in the backdrop of the Punjab and has drugs associated, you will definitely think Urta Punjab, but it's not Urta Punjab, definitely. There is a lot of meat to the story. Uh, Ranveer Shorai is, he, he's quietly terrifying in his role. <laughs> he, you can see the guy, you're like, oh my God, I don't want to know the guy, <laughs> literally. <laughs> His presence on screen is just phenomenal. Pavan Malhotra, I think it's the best act ever for this guy as well. And and it is it is it is a very fascinating story. It's a very fascinating show. You see the chaos, you see the gunfight, the violence, the pulpy situations, and you're 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 absolutely. I mean, there's things that they leave to imagination. Um, the way the deaths happen are, leave, are left to imagination. Then what happens is the mother, who's played by Supriya Patel, because of the guilt of doing all of this, she loses her mental balance. And, you know, you really feel as if you're part of a Coen Brothers film because there is this black humor happening in the background. There is this, you know, assassin stuff going on. There is the imagery. There are shots that, you know, you hear and there's blood seeping out of locked doors. 
and you know it just reinforces the oppressive bleakness of this entire space but they do it so well with the imagery that you, it's just amazing filmmaking um supripatak is is just phenomenal again with somebody who's who's who just she's so overpowered by guilt and increasing mental trauma that then she starts kind of visualizing stuff herself she has these bizarre visuals of you know she thinks there are crows on the staircase to the fact that she has blood on her hands and there are writing on the walls and then she starts to you know think of uh, she starts to see the bodies of the dead people manifesting themselves so her 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 entire act in the final 46 minute episode oh my god in my, my heart was sinking while watching it but i watched it all in a binge you just once you start once that first shot happens that entire the pace of the story the storytelling the acting everything you just can't stop because you want to know how is he going to save his family you almost mm -hmm. want him to save his family and he does and he does everything possible to save his family and that is Tabur. I highly recommend it for its storytelling. I highly recommend it for brilliant performances. I also recommend it because it is a story that I haven't seen a story like this being told in a very long time. All right, Murad. So, I love that. Hi, this is Mahesh Bhupati and you're listening to me on Desis.live. Daisies.live, Shreya Miral back with you. We just uh, listened to this song from Ashiki Do. Actually, I love the entire soundtrack of Ashiki Do. We must play more of Ashiki Do, by the way. But, so, uh, you know, we had, I had a chance to review a series called Breakpoint a few weeks ago when we spoke about the animosity. Actually, Scott reviewed it and he spoke about the animosity and the story of breakup between Leander Pierce and Mahesh Bhupati. This week, I was able to catch hold of Mahesh Bhupati and we spoke a little bit about the series, his life, what he's up to right now. And the rest, here it is. I'm going to play an excerpt uh, of my interview with Mahesh Bhupati for you. Hi, Mahesh. Good morning. How morning. are you doing? Very good, thanks. Um, welcome to the show, uh, Daisy's Dot Live show, Mahesh. It's a pleasure having you here. And uh, you look excited because, of course, your big documentary is out. It's, it's a wonderful one. We watched it, we reviewed it. How are you? Um, how are you dealing with all the success? Well, we've you know worked extremely hard for the last eighteen months to <clears throat> put it together, specifically in trying times like COVID, uh, and uh, you know so many memories <clears throat> brought back, uh, so many different uh, you know colleagues we've been able to interact with. So it's been uh, kind of a surreal experience. So you know, I'm glad uh, I'm glad people have started have really enjoyed it in general. No, it's a very intense one. And for viewers and listeners who haven't watched it yet, it is available on Z Global, which is the world's largest OTT platform, and Z USA, Z5 USA. 
has just been launched here in America a few months ago. And this seven-part web series, Breakpoint, actually narrates the on-court and off-court journey of one of the most feared tennis duos uh, in the late 1990s. Um, so the journey uh, has, um, has, of course, you know, it might, might, must have been difficult for you to, uh, to, to, uh, to narrate and then put it all together. Um, but uh, let's talk a little bit more about what made you do this? How did you both come together to narrate this journey? So we've been, uh, we've had offers in the past to do it. I think, uh, you know, it didn't really uh, fit well with our thought process. But, you know, obviously when we heard that Nitesh and Ashwini were interested in talking to us, you know, their pedigree as storytellers is, you know, second to none. So that kind of got us excited. Uh, so when we spoke to them for the first time, you know, they gave us an incredible amount of comfort on um, how they were going to tell the story um, and how they were going to allow us independence to be able to tell you know, our, our individual perspective. So I think that kind of really, you know, morphed into a great friendship for us, uh, you know, individually as well with them, which because we had, you know, numerous Zoom calls uh, through the process. And uh, I think that's now has translated on, on, on the screen, which everyone is enjoying. Um, and your entire relationship with Ashwini Ayer and Nitesh Tiwari, you didn't know them before. It started with the narration of uh, the show. So um, working together on this, and, and we've heard rumors about you guys working together on a project apart from tennis, um, um, I mean, in terms of this project, how did it feel getting together on something other than tennis? Uh, I haven't heard that rumor yet. Uh, so, I, you know, so far we've only worked on this and, you know, I think we're just kind of sitting back and enjoying the, the fruits of the success. Uh, you know, I'm sure, like I said, there's been a, you know, great friendship created. So if there are opportunities to, you know, work together in the future, you know, we definitely consider it. Um. Um, between you and Leander, this is probably the first time you worked on something other than tennis. How is that experience? You know, other than tennis, yes, but it's all tennis revolve. It all revolves around mm -hmm. tennis and our stories. So you know, it wasn't that uh, hard or complicated. You know, we've lived the story real time. So for us to be able to uh, kind of narrate it again was not. I don't think was hard, but. Uh, we just wanted to make sure we were telling it to the right, uh, in the right fashion, with the right platform. And that's why, like I said, we found the right partners. And uh, that's why this was the right time. How has the reaction been from not only the people who were a part of the story, of course, who narrated their experiences and their thoughts, but also people who are watching it now? How, how has the reaction been around family and friends? I think pretty emotional. I think, uh, you know, I think there was always an emotional connect to our story, uh, yes. positive and negative. And uh, I think, uh, I think a lot of our questions have been answered. So I think there's been a lot of the, the response, you know, overarching response has been emotional, I would say. And uh, what about have you have you received any feedback from the fans? Because you know people have people have literally waited for so long to see the, the two of you together on screen, even if it is in a documentary. But 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 having said that, how has the reaction from the fans been? Yeah, I mean I've been following it on social media, right? Everyone mm -hmm. who has watched it is you know giving their feedback and posting 
their perspective and their reviews. So yeah, I think I think like I said, most of them are enjoying it, and you know we're very happy that they are because we put a lot into making this work. Brilliant. So uh, Mahesh, tell us more about your best memories from the matches. I mean, uh, we we have a huge, um, of course. US US is full of tennis <laughs> tennis players and you know everybody knows about you we have a huge community here in San Francisco Bay Area that 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 are huge fans of of the both of you um what are your best memories from the matches I mean we've we've had obviously a lot of heartbreaking losses <laughs> some big wins but I think the one that would definitely stand out was you know, winning Wimbledon in 1999 for us. Uh, that was obviously, you know, from a tennis perspective, the pinnacle of our sport, something we dreamt of doing since we were kids and being able to kind of achieve that uh, is definitely, you know, the icing on the cake. So um, now, now that, you know, this this um, this series is out on, on OTT platform, um, how do you, the two of you feel about, you know, are there chances that you guys will get back together for a match, or are there are there, are there hopes that you want would want to give your fans? I mean, so we're both retired from the tour, mm -hmm. so I don't think there's any opportunity of playing for playing a match. Uh, you know, as of now, you know, we're, we're happily retired, and I think that's the way it's going to stay. Okay. Um. How are you? Um. Are, are you still sp spending your time playing at all? No, not at all. I haven't really played serious set of tennis for like five years. Well, thank you so much. I hope this um, series um, is is one of many. I mean, there's so many stories that you guys will tell from your both your illustrious careers. Z Z Global is here, and this seven part series um, uh, is is available in 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 the United States. Uh, the platform has around 18 languages and around six international languages as well. Um, but it's home to around 170,000 hours of demand content. And uh, uh, the story of Lee Hesh and the story for the fans is available on Z5 Global. So please go watch it and watch your favorite Mahesh Bhupati Leander Biz, um, the entire story of how things happened between the two of them and their illustrious careers. So having said that, uh, Mahesh, thank you so much for taking out the time for being with us today here on Live on Radio Zindagi. Thanks a ton. Thank you. Thanks thank a lot. You. Daisies.live, Shri and Miral back. We're looking forward to this Diwali weekend. Uh, you know, lots of things happened today. India-Pakistan match, India lost. Uh, Pakistan won. What a phenomenal uh, performance by Pakistan at the at the stadium in Dubai. All the all the Bollywood stars were in Dubai, also watching in the stadium and furling the Indian flag. So it was fun to watch what's what was going down over there. So uh, while we are um, talking about all the movies that are going to be released next week, of course I'll come to that in a bit. But I want to really quickly talk about the third annual. New York South Asian Film Festival, which closed at a award ceremony today. And the winners for the best film, the best actor, the best actress were all announced. And let me just quickly tell you who won what. The best film went to Mehru Nissa, which is directed by Sandeep Kumar. The best actor went to Tesh Rajan for Definition Please. 
and Best Actress went to Farooq Jaffer for Marinessa again. And then the best long film was Lali. The best director was Shetani Films for India Sweet and Spice movie, which will be releasing in theaters in America November 19th. And Social Impact Award went to Women of My Billion Room, directed by Ajitay Sharma. Lifetime Achievement Award went to Asha Pultali for her contribution to film music. Best of the first director was Farzana Fansari for Sheer Korma, the film. And the best actor went to Divya Dutta for the same movie, Sheer Korma. This is what happened in New York Film Festival, guys. But you know what? We want to quickly talk about this amazing movie called Definition, please. And I was able to talk, have a, have a little talk with the director, writer, actor, and producer of Definition Please this earlier this week, and it was such a pleasure uh, talking to Sujata Day. I'm going to play an excerpt of my conversation with Sujata Day here for you guys. Hi everybody, welcome to Daisy's Dog Live, and we have a special guest with us today, and uh, of course, she is supposed to join uh, join me in this interview as well, and she'll hop on to this interview in a bit because she's over with her next meeting. Um, but we have Sujata Day with us. Sujata, welcome to Daisy's Door Live Show. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Brilliant. So, for all of you who don't know who Sujata Day is, she's an American actress, she's a model, she's a screenwriter. She was um, CC in Issa Rae's web series, The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl, and Sarah, and she was Sarah in Insecure as well. And she has just directed her first film, Definition Please. And uh, Sujata, what a wonderful, wonderful career. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, Sujata the person, before we jump on to Sujata, Sujata the actress and the model and, the, and, and now the director. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm from uh, a little town in Pennsylvania called Greensburg. It's an hour east of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, grew up dancing and singing. I went to the temple for Pasnathyam every Sunday. And I went to Hindu summer camp in Lake Erie every summer. And uh, just had a really great childhood where it was a mix of all the cultures and had a, you know, went to pretty, pretty white suburban high school, but then there was a great Indian American community there that I felt a part of. Every weekend we would be going to graduations or hovens or weddings or anniversaries and birthdays. And so I felt really connected to my uh, Indian background and that was really great. And then I was also very good at math and science. So I got my engineering degree, like every good Indian kid. <laughs> and, that was so amazing. So what yeah. kind of an engineer are you, Sajana? Uh I did systems and control engineering. Oh my yeah. God, oh my God. So look at this brilliant girl. Yes, tell us more. <laughs> Yeah, so then um, throughout middle school and high school, I started doing plays and musicals and 
My parents were very supportive. They would come to the shows and every night they would sit in the front row with a bouquet of flowers. And even in college, I continued to do theater and more performing. I also took a semester of screenwriting. I took a semester of playwriting. So um, throughout those years, I also was publishing short stories and poems and writing songs. And so I was writing a lot. And then after I graduated, I got a job with a consulting firm called Accenture. And they asked me where I wanted to go. And my master plan was to be an actor in Los Angeles. So they moved me to Los Angeles. And I was the worst Accenture employee you could ever think of. (laughs) Because I just tried really hard not to get put on a project. And that worked. I was basically on salary, making really good money. And I was only on a project, I think, for two weeks for the entire time that I worked at Accenture. And in the meantime, I would not be going to work. I would be going to acting classes. I would get headshots. I would be auditioning. I would be um, just doing acting stuff, writing, performing, doing plays. And then after a year of working at Accenture, they laid me off, which was also really great news because I got severance and unemployment. And then about six to eight months after that, I booked three national commercials. And that's when my professional career got started. And then a little bit after that, I missed met Issa Rae on Twitter and got on Awkward Black Girl. Amazing. So you met Issa Rae on Twitter. There's a lot of hiring happening happening on Twitter. I know that um, I read somewhere that even Rita Murjani got picked up and never have I ever on Twitter. She responded to a Twitter call. So did Maitri Ramakrishnan, Mindy Kaling's call for Never Have I Ever. And now you as well got picked up for your acting gig on Twitter. What is going on here? But also, apart from that, did did Accenture ever know what you're doing? I mean, I talk about it all the time now. So, I mean, I'm sure they've found out by this point if they ever you know, search for my name and search for Accenture. I always say the name of the company. But at the time, no, they didn't know what I was doing. Well, so um, so then what happened after that? I mean, how was the experience as, you know, as, as a brown person um, getting into like mainstream um, acting? Yeah, I mean, even uh, so when I met Isa on Twitter, I had just left Facebook deleted my account and I was like I can't be on Facebook anymore but then I also realized that I needed some kind of social media so I went to Twitter nobody was really on Twitter at the time this was about 10 years ago and made my profile start following different entertainment groups one was called film TV diversity and they would tweet out certain directors and producers and writers to follow. And I would follow every single one of them because I didn't really know what I was doing on Twitter. And Isa was one of them, so I followed her. She followed me back and then a couple days later she tweeted out that she was looking for a mixed looking girl to play her best friend on a web series. And I wrote her back and I said, I'm not mixed, but here's my picture. Let me know if you want me to come in and audition. And she said, yeah, come on over. So then I get to the audition. It's at her house. And I walk inside. And 
the whole process takes about five minutes and then I leave and I was like, okay, let's see what happens. And then a couple hours later, she emailed me back and she said, you got the part. And then a few weeks later, I went back uh, to Issa's dad's doctor's office in Inglewood and we shot a 20 minute scene with, it was just her, her brother, I believe was holding the camera and the microphone was attached to the camera. And then we shot the hallway scene, I believe season one, episode three of Dr. Black Girl. And, and we were done very quickly. And she said, thank you for coming. And then I left and I, ask myself what did I get myself into what is this but I you know as an actor you kind of do the work that's given to you and and it was really fun and then we started shooting off the black girl on the weekends because a lot of the cast and crew were had real jobs had day jobs and they were mostly her friends from Stanford University and so we started putting out the episodes on YouTube and realized that there was uh, a black audience that wasn't being served in Hollywood in terms of content. And they were just really excited to support and watch Aqua Black Girl. So, so for me, that served as inspiration for me to make my own content about uh, South Asian Americans and brown women and girls. So I, I had been writing before Aqua Black Girl, but I think that really pushed me to write more and write more specifically to our experiences. So um, in terms of your writing, is a definition please um, your first gig writing or have you written before? I've written before. I've sold a couple of television shows. I also did a short film called Cowboy and Indian. The poster is right behind me. <laughs> and so that film is available on Vimeo publicly. Everyone can search for it and watch it. It's eight minutes long. And I, a funny story about that film, speaking of Accenture, I was doing my taxes in 2015 and realized that I had these stocks. And so I called the company to see what these stocks were. And they said, oh, Accenture had gifted them to you when you left. And I said, okay, well, how much are they worth? And they were worth $5,500. So I said, please send me the check for the stocks. I want to cash them out. And they said, well, we don't recommend you cashing them. And I said, send me the check. And then I put that $5,500 into Cowboy and Indian, which I also wrote, produced, directed, and star in. And what was really great is there was no pressure because first of all, it was money that I wasn't even aware that I had and I wasn't depending on anyone else's money. So I could make all the mistakes that I wanted to make on this short film and it wouldn't affect anyone. And so I allowed myself to fail in the making of that short and actually it came out really great. So everyone can watch it and and that I've sold a couple times to different studios and now it's in development at a studio for a, to be made into a television show. Well, that was my chat with Sujata Day, the writer, director, producer and actress. What a phenomenal lady she is. Uh, we also um, are waiting for a 
huge dump of movies being released now that Diwali is here. A lot of movies are releasing. If you want to know what is releasing when and where, um, do remember to follow us on Instagram at Daisy's Live Gram and on Twitter at Daisy's Live and on Facebook at Daisy's.live as well. So you'll find us there and you'll find all this information, including the recordings of these shows and reviews at this space. With that, uh, we are all set for this week, Shreya. We can say bye now. <laughs> I love it. Also, don't forget to drop us a line on social media. If you want to join us for Halloween next show uh, on a, yeah, on a bring your own booze Halloween call with the daisies.live host. So if you guys are interested again in finding out about any of the Bollywood celebs we have talked to, we've talked to quite a couple and we know some of you are very interested in knowing what these people are like behind the scenes. Or if you just want to know what we're like behind the scenes, we're very happy to talk about anything and everything. Nothing is off the table. So go ahead and drop us a line. And if you have enough interest, we will do a Halloween call with everyone. We look forward to that. With that, we got to say bye for today and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye, everyone.